This is Rob Brogdon, and you're listening to the HRBB Podcast. Recording from our headquarters in Old Town Orange, welcome to the Hot Rod by Boyd Podcast. Alrighty, listeners, thank you for tuning in. We're, uh, we are back here once again in the city of Orange at our headquarters at HRBB, and I'm here with my co-host, Chris Coddington. Yo. My man. How we doing today? Oh, real good, man. Yeah. yeah. I'm good. I'm excited to talk again oh nice nice yeah the podcast you know this is uh the month of august 31 days of boyd yeah this we, is part of the series off, uh, yeah we're yeah. two days into 31 days of boyd and we have a special guest today yeah, yeah. so let's uh welcome all to the special. show yeah they're all special uh rod <laughs> brogdon welcome to the show rod hey thanks steve glad to be here yeah man thanks rod thanks for coming out um we're coming out yeah. Or staying up or whatever, yeah. staying staying out there, you know? Yeah. Um, finally, finally get on the phone. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, what yeah. it is. It's we have the, you know, we had the system down, uh, but then every once in a while we run into technical mm-hmm. difficulties. But thanks for your patience. Yeah. yeah. You know? Not a problem, man. Not a problem. But, will, yeah, we got, got, we a, will uh, figure it got out. a lot to talk about. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, you know, uh, we had your dad on, uh, rest in peace dick um yeah god yeah. and how, how long you. has it been now a couple months now or yeah april 16th april, april 16th mm-hmm. yeah um yeah because i forget when we had him on yeah when did we have him uh, on? it was early on when you were first doing the podcast yeah, I think. I, it was probably in the first year or so yeah yeah so um so some of you listening to it right now uh rod is dick and melba's son um and you might want to go back and listen to that that episode, um, but Rod's going to fill in because, uh, well, let's take it back. You you and your family, okay. you guys all basically moved out here together, right? It was like were were you? Yeah, you, you you came exactly the same time as them, right? Correct. Correct. So, so yeah, we moved in. Uh, go ahead. No, I was going to go go ahead and tell me because uh, you know you're. You're basically your dad. Uh, my dad hired, my dad hired your dad. It wasn't it was to be the paint shop manager or something, right? Yeah, he wanted him to paint cars and kind of keep the paint shop going and keep everybody in line. Yeah, and then he painted that one car, and then you know my dad he'd walk through the shop and people weren't doing what they're supposed to do. He would uh, point it out and tell them to get to work. <laughs> yeah, he had. Dad painted one card and car, and then Boyd made him, or your dad, made him a uh, general manager. Yeah, yeah, and I think because um, you guys, well, you, let's. What year was that? No, no. Was we moved out there in September of nineteen six. I'm sorry, one more time. September of nineteen eighty six. Eighty six. And you guys mm-hmm. packed up everything from Illinois and, and uh, said, "Hey, we're going to go work for this hot rod guy." You know, I mean, yeah, at that point, yeah. my dad had made a name for himself with some cars. So, um, but you were young. I mean, at, at 86, how old were you? Yeah. You're like 9, 20? I just turned 21. I <laughs> just turned wow. 21. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. So did you have a job in Illinois that you had to leave or? Well, I was working at an auto parts store and helping dad build hot rods here. And one day, I mean, he flew out to, uh, California, I forgot, it was for three weeks, he says, going out there to find a job. 
and he went to your dad first and talked to your dad and then he went to Lombardo's and then what after he talked to your dad um your dad got on the phone with Jim Rich from Jerseyville Illinois okay and Jim Rich told your dad if he could hire my dad he better do it right now nice. and so my boy got a hold of my dad and hired him and then dad worked the rest of the time he was out there for the three weeks then came home and moved us out there yeah that's crazy i i I vaguely remember the first time your your would would your would did your mom come out too originally yeah yeah they both did Mm -hmm. they both did because i I remember that i remember them coming by the house yeah i remember that and then um so and you were just like yeah let's go yeah, I mean, I was 21 and didn't really have anything going on here. I'm like, let's try it. I'd moved out there before when I was 18, right out of high school. Oh, did you? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah and lived in Downey with my dad's cousin. I was born in and Downey. Cool. Really? And, I didn't know and, that. And actually, my girlfriend right now was uh, went to Downey huh? High School. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. But we graduated later yeah. than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, uh, I was out there three and a half months to get homesick and came home. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a culture yeah. shock really. I mean, you yeah. know, I yeah. mean, everybody always wanted to move to California, but it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's different out here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I was the kid here that was always wearing vans and skateboarding and yeah. racing BMX. Oh, like I, yeah, and we got some good pictures of you, Rod. That we're gonna sh- we've shared in the past, but you know, you guys with your <laughs> your killer loops. You 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 oh, were yeah. the, you were the killer loop guy. <laughs> yeah, right? yes, I was. Yeah, yeah, killer it, loop. It was the killer loop. It was the killer loop guy. You know, they all had their mullets yep. and shit. Yeah, the Karch cry mullets. Oh, yeah. Is that? The... Yeah, dude, that's great. Great <laughs> times, man. Yeah. So, um, and then you guys, when you, I remember, I remember, uh, I think I was. You guys lived in an apartment when you first came out here, right? Yes, in Stanton. In Stanton. Uh-huh. Yep, I remember over there off of, uh, like, Lampson or, and Beach or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, Beach and, and Lampson. And I remember, yeah, I remember we were, my, my, we would, you know, our, our families would hang out a lot and go have dinner and stuff. Yeah. And, and I remember uh, driving when, and your mom credits me for this. I don't, I kind of remember it, but I, I was spotting a house over there off Catella. Yeah. And, and I remember... Yep. And then they ended up buying the house. Yeah. And the reason they liked it because it was so close to the shop. Oh, it was super close. I think that's how your dad kept all those low, kept the miles really low on his truck. Right. Right? Yeah. Because it, was, yeah. it wasn't even a mile. Yeah. No, it wasn't a mile. No. So when you, so 86, I mean, would, would, uh, that's basically around the time, maybe what, 86, 87, that maybe the wheel thing started kind of taken off into its own entity right yeah it was when we moved out there it was already over on uh electric avenue was it yeah because they they were yeah electric avenue they were using that that spot when Dwayne was there to do what the 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 muscle cars and then they were doing right and then eventually doing like the trucks right right and then Yeah. yeah and then was alan budnick out here at that point oh yeah yeah Okay. Yeah. See, when I when I first got out there, I went back because when I was out there at eighteen, I went to work for Keith Black Racing Engine. Oh, okay. And worked, worked there over in Southgate for three months, and then got homesick and left at Christmas. So, but when I went back out there, 
uh, your dad didn't need anybody at the time, so I went over there and worked over there again until February of 87, and then your dad hired me in the wheel shop. So did you, you came on board then? You, did you come on board because when Alan left? No, Alan you, was my first boss over there. Alan Budnick was your first boss. Yep. Yeah. Well, and and I think, you know, you kind of, uh, when you said, you know, my initially my dad didn't need anybody, then he did. It was kind of like, and then you right. started doing the wheel thing. I that's kind of think uh, how I ended up on the wheel end of it because that was all, you know, as I, because yeah. I'm, let's see, how old are you now? I'm 58. You're 58. So we're nine years apart. So mm-hmm. by the time I was working age of 15, that's when the wheel shop was really starting to pick up, like 89, 88? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 88, yeah. 89. Dude, that's when, so, yeah, that's when we had Cerritos. What's, is that what? That's when it was? That's over at Cerritos. Yeah, it was over on the, on, on the Cerritos side in the one building. On the, on the, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so, um, so. And then, you know, you were coming into that stuff as, I mean, this, the whole wheel, that, that wheel thing was kind of cool because it was like, you know, CNC machining, you know, we talk about all the time, right. was starting to come on board, right? And, right. I mean, mm-hmm. there's pictures of you uh, using, I think we have a, a, on the old Macintoshes or whatever, right? Oh, yeah. What, yeah. What was the name of the program you guys used? AuraCAD. AuraCAD. Yeah, A-U-R-A. A-U-R-A. Do you know what's funny? I have a couple old Macintoshes that I've just held on to over the years. I've picked up at, like, garage sales and swap meets. Uh-huh. My first one was a Centris. What's a Centris? That's cool. Yeah. Um, Apple? Oh, is that when they were uh, licensing the... Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you're talking... That's We're talking late 80s right now. Yeah, this is... Uh, yeah, later than yeah. that. So is that what you... So what'd you start doing at the wheel shop? Basically, I was uh, brushing Arlen Nest parts. That's funny. Yeah. Deburring and brushing parts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right on. Yeah. And started running machines and then uh, actually uh, started running the night shift for your dad. And then one morning, I remember a phone ringing early and I just went to bed probably four hours earlier. And uh, it was your dad. And he said, I need you in here as fast as you can. You know how he was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I got in there, and he had uh, just let Alan go. And he looked at me, and he said, can you do this shit? And that's exactly how he put it. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And, uh, no, and you... I said, well, what's that? No, go ahead. Keep going. I said, no, just like, uh, send me to school to learn this program, and let's go for it. Yeah. So, yeah, because how long was Alan there then? Uh, he yeah. was, I worked, he was there when I got there. So I'm going to think two or three years, maybe. Was it that long? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not that long. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. There's some cool pictures, uh, uh, the, of, of at the shop on electric Avenue where I think it was oh, just cool. like, a. were we, did we even have a lathe at that point or was it just two CNC mills? There was just two CNC mills at one time. Yeah. And then you, Dad bought the lathe, and then we started doing thinners. Yeah. Yeah. So the next. so originally, um, so so motorcycle parts then, right? Yeah, We're, yeah. It was Arlen Ness billet mirrors, triple trees. I mean, truthfully, your dad and Arlen doing that. I mean, they set the motorcycle industry on its ear doing all the billet stuff and yeah. Little John. 
Yeah, no, and it, it was, I mean, you know, it's kind of like uh, back then, the CNC, CNC thing, I mean, you know, I mean, I watched as a little kid my dad do some of this stuff, you know, and, oh, yeah. even, and even watching Johnny Anderson stuff do like on these, on conventional mill and lathe, like take months yeah. and months and months to produce some of these parts. Right. Then all of a sudden, yep. what do you mean? We can program it and, re- and recreate it and, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, do you Bjorn that worked over there in the wheel shop with us? Who was that? Bjorn. I can't remember his last name. Yeah, no, I, re- the, I I vaguely remember him. Yeah, yeah. tall skinny guy with glasses. He was funny. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of characters back then. Oh yeah, a lot of characters. And then when it switched from three piece then to two piece, I, because uh, I remember that that summer that the we got that welder in there. I remember working there a lot that summer and i was young man i think i was 14 15 years old um but then i ended up working on the because you worked you pretty much worked days then right by the time i started by the time i started work because i worked like i guess what would you what they call it swing shift like my mom my mom after school i'd go home and pretend to do homework and then this is where (laughs) i had a license and my mom would then drive me to the shop and I'd work from four to nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that was cool. I mean, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was one of those eras where I, I drew, I, I don't know. I think I was considered what you guys would call a button pusher on those machines, but you know, well, you got to start somewhere. I mean, you're 14 years old. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mean, I remember the, the <laughs> one, I remember the one, dude, there was a couple, I had a couple scary times in that shop, you know, Oh yeah, these guys would try yeah. to show you because I mean there was guys like remember remember uh, they used to call him Gallagher. What was his name? Steve Witherspoon. Oh yeah, Steve uh, Witherspoon. Yeah, remember that guy? <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh wow. I mean there was a That's bunch a- of characters there, man. But it was yeah. it was cool times because remember I mean out of that yeah. we you know um, there was a, a lot of guys were hanging out because you were like you said you were in your early twenties, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean. You know, hanging out with yeah. Keith was just coming out here. Yeah, yep. Hung out with Keith a lot and Jerry Christensen. Oh, Jerry Christensen, dude! I remember all these yep. dads. They're all in the fucking. I remember KNAC. It was like, oh yeah, KNAC. <laughs> and then I remember, I remember, I was, uh, I, I remember, I forget who it was. I, it might have been Jerry, but Jerry, all these dudes were all metalheads. All these guys, right? Yeah. And they're like. You gotta come in the office. They're playing the new Metallica album, and it was like, uh, and Justice for All or something. No, no, no. It was it was after that. It was Inner Sandman. Okay, so that would yeah, have been ninety one. Ninety one. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, that was that was that was cool. Yeah, I mean, dude, how many? Uh, and then when we built the foundry up front. Um, oh yeah. And then man, we started. That's when we started mass producing parts, dude. Mass oh, producing. Yeah. yeah. I mean. I set up so any any of you guys out there that have fluted stars on your truck or car, I probably fluted those things. I remember they used to, you put them in the machine, you cranked it down. You they had a little pin set up to go in the spoke, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. just do thousands yeah. upon thousands of those things. Oh yeah. Yeah, we ran a ton of those through the lathe too, man. It's crazy. So I mean, what were you? I mean, you were at the at the tip of the spear for this stuff, right? Because you're my dad. You know, typical. You know, there's there's a lot of trust me. There's a lot of stories. I remember. You know, in Mike Curtis. I mean, his whole career it was kind of like uh, it just started with my dad going, 
hey, you think you can learn this shit? Right? <laughs> yeah. So, it's, yeah. And, and I mean, the only right answer is yes. Yeah. Right? So, you were right at the tip of this stuff. And I mean, you still program now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, how yeah. far... How, how, how far has it come, dude? How far has it come? Oh, unbelievable, dude! It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So, did you? It is. So, you started at CNC. You weren't involved with. The, were you ever involved with any of the tape stuff, or no? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I remember some of those old machines still had like the tape readers on them and stuff. When then we, right. when yeah, we, they did. Yep. Yeah, there was one we still had that when we moved over to on Three Dose Avenue, it still had the tape in it. Really. And what a pain in the butt, man. Yeah, and I remember uh, Brent Van Epps. He was just working. Mm-hmm. He, he was, he before he came to work for us full-time, he was just a rep for, or like a, a setup guy, right, for what, Takasawa? Yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't remember ta- who he worked for, but he was always there. He was always there. Because, we, we, I mean, that's when, I mean, we seemed to just kept getting machine after machine after machine. Oh, yeah. Yep. And then, and then it just yeah. it kind of it kind of grew. Yeah, kind of yeah. It, it was that was that was interesting. I mean, you know, at yeah. the at the time I was a kid, and you know, I mean, for me, I'm here helping my dad, and I'm making parts, and I'm getting dirty, but I'm mm-hmm. making some money to go hang out with my friends on the weekend. Right. But then you look back and and look how far it's it's come, you know. Oh, yeah. But yeah. It, well, you know, you that tri fan. Uh, post with it today yes yeah i remember your dad coming in and sitting down with me and goes let's do a three-spoke wheel like okay cool so i started drawing and said do this do that and put some flutes in it and he goes come in on saturday and cut that thing for me okay (laughs) (laughs) now okay let's let's to put things into perspective here um and i want to talk more about the trifam because that it, that was kind of like a first, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. first directional, first three-spoke wheel, really, right? And yeah. Then, and then the first yeah. directional three-spoke wheel. Now, do you remember right. originally, was the Illumicoop the the driver of that, or was it just he wanted to see a three-spoke wheel? I think he just wanted to see a three-spoke wheel. I think the Illumicoop came right after that. Okay. Um because also too, Shazoom was built in that time, and Shazoom had a three spoke, but that had the Ninja. Right. Yep. Yeah. So, did you have any? I mean, because typically before that, you were building five spoke wheels, right? Most most of those right. were all five spoke. Now, when right. when you did that, I mean, what 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 was going on in your head? Were you like, fucking boy, three spoke wheel? Well, come on, wait, wait. Right. Know, were, were you thinking that, or you're like, yeah, no, let's see, it'll be cool. Oh. Well, no, I I was always up for what your dad wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, I just uh, questioned the strength of it. And, of course, once we cut one, we put it together and then took it out to God knows where. I can't even remember where it's at. Somewhere out way far away from the wheelchair. Yeah, it was, I think. Had, was it Goal Laboratories back then? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yep. Joel or somebody out yeah. of I remember it was Joel yeah. or Goal. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, now... I've noticed in, you know, so, so were there any challenges in building that wheel? Like from the a machine, no. from a machining standpoint? No, uh, no, it was just like any other wheel. It just, the only thing we had to do was cut the, uh, 
plug in half so it wouldn't break the end mill when it fell out. <laughs> and, and and what and what about um yeah i mean because you know what i've noticed too i mean uh and well i've noticed like on some of these designs that like when you cut that much of a window out now that we're making these things bigger when you cut that much of a window right. out of it those windows expand so oh yeah we have to go after after we cut the windows out we put them back on the lathe uh, you know, and then because it depends right. on on the mill how you're holding the part. If you're holding it pie jaws, you get right. you got to take it. Once you pull it out, it expands, and you got to trim up the OD because those windows will expand. With right, right. And were you then? Were you involved with the deuce, the two spoke? Yep, yep. So I was. Um, then, then were you thinking, yeah. okay, boy, what are we doing next? One spoke? Yeah, what, I was <laughs> like, but yeah, but we did it, and uh, we tried and tried. I think we tried four different types and then finally uh we decided to make it thicker and it passed like thicker uh like cross-section wise well you know how most of the centers when they were turn on the laser start at like three quarters of an inch and then down to an you know to an inch or where where the design is yes and where the uh, the pad is we had to thicken everything up by like a half an inch even the pad Oh, okay. Yeah, we had to thicken everything. So it was a whole new billet and all that to do the deuce. Yeah, no, it's, um, and I'm, we, it's funny because, like, you know, we, I've gone back and we've, we, we've, you know, put these things mm -hmm. in 24 inch and there. It's, yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, and I picked up a set of uh, deuces. Uh, some lady had them on Marketplace. They were a weird Corvette offset, but, they're 15 yeah. inch and I, I worked a deal with her and I bought them. And um, it's funny because I, I almost wanted just to get them because I've done repairs on some stuff over the years, different sizes, but I right. wanted to get a set just so I could have it just to compare, you know? Right. Yeah. You know, cause I have a, we have a set of deuce ninjas shipping this week and uh, just holding that little 15 inch guy next to the 22s. <laughs> well, and, and yeah. you know, and back then we were, you know, I, everything was always dictated by the tires. Right. right. So, if if they if they were going to build a tire for something, uh, th then they were mm -hmm. then the rim the they would build the rim after it, and then we build a wheel. Correct. Right. Um, yeah. Or we did it because it was quicker. What's that? I said, or we did them, some of them in three piece because it was quicker. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Right. Because you, you get so, the rim faster. You know, both well, together. Yeah, because it, it, it was 15, it was 14, 15, and then some 16. And then it seemed to then, when like the new Gator back tires came out and stuff, then it was like 17s. Yeah. Um, and especially with the OBS trucks, I think really drove that 17 inch market. Oh, yeah. Um, For sure. Crazy. I mean, it's, I, I, I just, you know, I, I'm, I get blown. I blown. I get blown away. Like at how many wheels aftermarket wheels still get sold in this country every month. Oh, yeah. Every month, but <laughs> like you, you know, there's still people. There's still like NOS Boyd's popping up, right? Someone mm -hmm. will have. Hey, I had the, my. You know, my dad had these in the back of the garage for thirty years. Uh, we did. Yeah. I mean, probably I don't know. Probably six eight years ago, we did a, a rehoop on a set of deuces. They were brand new. And wow. they had them in maybe a climate control garage because these things were still shiny and they were still in the original boxes with the date stamp oh, on, cool. with the date stamp on. It's cool to see that stuff. 
Yeah. Did you yeah. keep the boxes? Uh, no, they were the customers. Uh, yeah, it was a rehoop deal. So basically, because what's happening is, I mean, uh, we do a decent amount of wheel repair here, and um, mm-hmm. you know, guys will find those. It's the right bolt pattern, but it's the wrong width or wrong offset. Right. They'll send it to us. We'll cut them out. Cool. Yeah, because three piece back then, it just seemed three piece was. It still can be problematic, but the technology's come oh, a, yeah. a long way. But back then, those rim shells were so soft, right? Yeah. Yeah. But Very soft. What? Um, so, and then how long were you at the wheel shop for? Um, till July of 93. July. So you spent a good six years? Is that what we're saying? Six yeah, years? Six, yeah. A little uh, over six years, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man, there was a lot. That was a lot. There was a lot of growth during that time, man, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you it's had a, 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 a Then what, all the, like, you know, I call them copycat companies. You know, everyone, oh, you know, yeah. everybody started building that stuff. You know, yep. Yeah. Uh, but then the cast, the the foundry was going full bore about that point, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. With the new low pressure casting machine. Yeah. Yeah. That was all. That was a trip too. That was a whole learning curve. Oh yeah, that was huge. God, I remember my dad. I mean, my, you know. My dad would get up at all hours of the night, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember there, yeah. you know, he brought, I forget, what was that guy's name? There was a guy named that Bob Bradley guy, and then there's some other people that they brought in just to figure stuff out. And yeah. I remember he'd come home and eat, and he'd crash out, And but then if there was a problem at the shop, I mean, he'd be just, you know, two in the morning. It wouldn't, you know, wouldn't be nothing for him right. to be down there. Right. Probably have his foot up somebody's butt, get something done. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then, uh, so w- uh, another uh, n- n- design that was a popular one there was after your namesake, the Rod Sport. Yeah. Yeah, that was probably one of the first wheels. It wasn't one of the first ones, but one of the beginning wheels that I did all on my own. And your dad liked it and said, go for it. That's cool. And, and I, so. it, I remember because it had like these broken, instead of concentric like a uh, ring around it, Right, like there's a yeah. couple designs. You you kind of broke, you kind of staggered it. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, and the folks were going the wrong direction to everybody. Oh yeah, I still to this day, I still, I, I'll ship somebody a set of wheel, a directional wheels, and yeah. and you know we have we know which way they go, what's what's right. they're supposed to be, but then some people just decide to put them backwards. Yeah, you know. Yeah, backwards is the European way of doing it. Is that is that what yeah. it was? Yeah, because we'd ship them overseas and they'd run them backwards. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, um, but yeah, you know what? Whatever they want to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, they bought them. Yeah, they they bought them. You do whatever you want with them, right? And then yeah, you know what? Uh, so um, we we had, and I'm going to be sharing this stuff like with the pictures of your your episode when we share it on social media, but um, cool. I had an old old employee that came in and brought like a bunch of old brochures in. And there was actually a couple of brochures that I, I didn't have, which was cool. Wow. Yeah. But there's yeah. some, some interesting, stu- interesting stuff. And there's some, also some WT WTF stuff, you know? Oh yeah. Where you're like, yeah. huh? Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
there there's definitely some some weird ones in there that i'm not a fan of mm-hmm. but like but hey you know what i think that's the right. that's the thing with uh with the cnc machining what what, what it uh, as opposed to casting you didn't have to commit to a design you know right you could just like my dad said you know hey build, build me that three-spoke wheel and you know what you built one and you take pictures of it and you show some people right. and if it doesn't go anywhere guess what you only you're only into it one it wasn't like he told you to build a mold out of it right yeah but um now were was the motorcycle were we doing motorcycle wheels at the time before you left no um but i had met the other guy that i moved to bowling green with um through your dad so that was a exciting time. <laughs> what what's that mean? Well, when I left in '93 to go to Bowling Green to help him start doing motorcycle wheels. There. Oh, okay, yeah. How, and 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 what and what, what was the decision for you? Did you just want to get out of California? Or? Yeah, Kim and I were both. You know, I'm from Illinois and she's from Texas. Yeah, and uh, we had our daughters, and we just decided we both wanted to raise them up somewhere other than California. Yeah. Well, and and it's it's uh, I, I hey trust me, uh, I'm born and raised here, and but just it's cr- it's ten times crazier than it was when you were here. Oh, I'm Especially sure. Especially ra- sure. raising and, kids, you know. Yeah, and what I've learned over the years is um, you can raise kids anywhere. You just have to uh, keep them under control and not be so stupid <laughs> when they're little. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So. So, so before we get too far, what I liked about doing new wheels for your dad? Oh yeah, is I'd come in on every Saturday and either work with him or draw up wheels and then cut them. I basically had free reign on Saturday unless he needed something special. Yeah, and and He'd that's come up with new wheels. That that's one thing about my dad, especially if you were producing stuff like you could you could have been there twenty four seven if you wanted to. Right, right. You know. Um, yeah. Because everything was so new back then, right? Oh yeah, and yeah. it was it was right. it's like, and I'm sure you get the same joy out of it as I do. It's like creating, you know, coming up with a design, working with the programmers or designers, and then just seeing it yeah. as a final product. And then, you know, by the time that happens, you get some pictures of it. You're you're over it. You know, you're you're still happy right. about it. You're yeah. proud of it. And you know, some things yeah. and some things you think are good, right? How many times have you done this? You go, oh no, that's this is a good one. This is a real good one, and you don't sell shit, right? Yeah, you know exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then, oh, uh, sure. And then, you know, then there's other ones you're like, yeah, that's okay. And next thing you know, yeah. and I right. think a lot it of it. What's that? Yeah. No, I just said it, and then it takes off. You know, just yeah, sells like crazy. It's weird, right? There's, there's, I don't know if there's. Uh, there's a formula for it. I mean, I've kind of figured it out with certain things, but then there's some things that just go. I think it's also too, um, if they, they, depending on what cars they go, they land on, you know, right. um, the timing of it, uh, in magazines, uh, you know, um, I mean, I, you know, especially, I mean, the, the hot rod shop was always the marketing arm of the wheel business and the wheel business, oh, yeah. the wheel business was always, the money maker compared to the hot rod shop. So right. I, I know that in later years, there was a lot of animosity towards, uh, you know, from the wheel guys uh, mm-hmm. 
towards the hot rod shop, but they never, but they, but the hot rod shop was doing cool shit, but right. the wheel shop, you know, it, it was the, it was, it was the, the workhorse, man. Yeah, for you sure. Know? Um, yeah. but you know, then things like Shazoom happened and next thing you know, you've sold, you know, how many hundreds of sets of, uh, ninjas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah I'll never forget one day on a Saturday, your dad came in. And said, hey, this guy's going to be here today. I want you to meet him and just hang out with him and work with him a little bit. I'm like, okay, cool. And I said, what's his name? He said, Chip Foose. He's from the uh, design studio or design university out there. Yeah, Art, like, oh, cool. art Center. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the Art Center, yeah. And had no idea who he was, but we sat there and every other about every other Saturday, him and I would sit down. And, and the Ninja, I think, was pretty much his idea for that chazoom okay i think well maybe so. tom taylor might have disagreements right he might have drunk on that too i don't <laughs> remember, yeah i don't know i remember uh i first met chip so he must have been just out of art center but he was designing t-shirts. he was still in there he he was well he was designing t-shirts for my dad right that's how i met him and you know i didn't really yeah. know anything about his past or his dad and stuff like that back yeah. then but yeah um. Yeah. No. There's some cool videos that we're gonna show that. Uh. And dude, Keith has Keith. Keith has a whole treasure trove of of all this stuff. He doesn't. He didn't get rid of anything. But there's That's some cool. cool videos, and there's videos that I totally forgot about. But um, because Tom yeah. Taylor was my dad's mm -hmm. designer before Chip. Right. Um, right. And there's there's some footage of Tom Taylor in there. Um, oh, cool. Talking about, and you know, it's, it's a little bit right around Shazoom time, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was cool, right? I mean, that was some exciting stuff oh, yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah. So, Do you remember when we did, were you old enough to remember the Cadzilla wheels, the front wheels we did with that? Okay. The so, very first so, uh, on it? yes and no. So, um, we built those things, what we call now, I, we call now a face mount, right? Where you built the whole right. front half mm -hmm. and the center yeah. all, all as one, and right. then and then you weld it on a back half. Right. Yeah. You cut the front end of the rim out and then weld yes. it to the back of the center. Yes. That was really one of the first ones we ever did. Yeah. And they were so heavy that that's why they had to do the other rims because it was messing up the steering and the oh wow suspension. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, those things can get real heavy. Yeah. When you build them that well, way. Windows in it. Yeah, there's no windows. So Yeah. Yeah, we we do um man. But you know what? There's guys though that just want a certain look. Like we do some assembly for right. other companies out there that do these really really big 22s that are full face wheels and they mm -hmm. I I I joke with them. I'm like, "Hey, I'm going to need to start charging you by the pound cuz these things are heavy. Yeah. They're real heavy. I mean, you know, what's a 22-inch uh, center that's two inches thick all the way through? Right. Right? Yeah. That's super heavy. heavy, yep. Yeah, because, sure. I mean, did you see that as, as um, in the in, with the way, like, when you were working in the wheel shop, did you see it as a, a chasing lightweight stuff? Were you, were, was it more design-driven? Was there a combination of both? At that point, it was all design-driven. 
until we did uh, Charles Carpenter's Pro Mod Wheels. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. See, now you bring it up. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've got a picture of that Carl sent to you with the wheels on it. Yeah, and you know what, man? Uh, I I totally forgot my list of stuff I was going to talk to you about, but that the Charles Carpenter was one of them because that's. But that's yeah. back when they were they were still three piece back then. Three piece, yeah, yeah. And that was crazy. Yeah, so we I, did. I, I, I remember, and for those of you that yeah. uh, go go ahead and because I'm I'm totally inept at like talking about. Uh, that was a '55 Chevy. Correct. Mm-hmm. And what category did they race in? Uh, Pro modified. It was a fairly new class at that time. He had the 55 Chevy, and Rob Vandergriff had the 57 Chevy, and they used to match race quite a bit. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, then, I... go ahead. But both of them were nitrous big blocks, big, big cubic inch big block. And uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, that was. We did the, uh, was a, I forgot the name of that wheel we put on there, but we had to flip it over Hold on. and oh. do the. Oh. Keep, no, keep talking. I'm going to Google it right now. Oh. Oh, oh. We had to flip it over and uh, do the flutes on the backside to make it lightweight. And then we bolted a spindle mount into the uh, where the bolt pattern would go. Yeah. And, and then had to do a bolt on cap because for racing it had to be bolted on. And then on the rear, we did a B uh, block wheel. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And I just remember that was kind of like the. F- first uh that was like the first sponsorship like racing sponsorship kind of co-op yeah. thing that my dad did yeah yeah because that car your dad painted it and then it had boys wheels on the back quarter panel yeah so okay so that wheel i'm looking at it right Neil. yeah so it, yeah it says well on, on the one i'm looking at here the the uh revel model right mm-hmm. um yeah that one had it had Camaro Junction on the back, and then on the front fender there at the top, it said uh, Boyd's wheels. And oh, maybe it was front. I don't know. Let yeah. me go look at the picture. I've... And we're going to share that too. Okay, cool. So let me go find it downstairs. Yeah, we're going to share that because that that's kind of a cool deal. Because that design, honestly, I want to say that design. Um, so that design is almost like the predecessor to the new fan. Right, correct. Right, but it was so, a, a wheel design that we sold. I just don't remember what the name of it was. And, and you know what? I got I got to say it. I got to be the guy to say it. He's got the goddamn things going backwards. Son of a gun. Son. You got to say what? I, he's got them going backwards. The the, mm, the flutes are the flutes. Maybe are, on the model he does, but not on the car. Well, oh no. You know what? I'm looking at a picture of the car. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna send this to you, dude. Um, yeah. So I've actually got a picture of a Ferrari with those wheels on it too. So the other one I wanted to talk to you about was the. Didn't we produce the first wheels or, or the for the Vector supercar? Uh, Is that true or not? I I vaguely remember something about that, but I'm not sure. It had that it had that big uh, covered lug cap, like that domed cap, like that ended up going on some yeah. of those Krager wheels around the same era. Right, right. But I thought that we built those things. We maybe still. I don't. I don't remember. If we didn't build the production ones, which I don't even know how many of those cars they made. 
Yeah, I don't either. Not very many. Well, we did a ton of prototype wheels for people. Yeah, because I mean, I mean, realistically, I mean that like the whole, like your whole job there and everything it was like the prototype company, really. You know. Yeah, it was. Yep. I mean, everything. Yeah, working with. Yeah. There's a lot of firsts at that company. Oh yeah. A lot of firsts. Yeah, for, never forget when your dad said he was going to charge GM. I forgot what he said. Maybe twenty five grand for a set of wheels because they were going on a uh, team of concept car yeah and and they didn't balk at it at all they bought them <laughs> yeah and back then i mean you know yeah that was a pretty good chunk of change for a set of wheels yes it is but yeah and then um yeah so i'm trying cause so how did those on the back to the charles carpenter thing how did those wheels end up holding up on the <laughs> Well, like I said, on the front is a spindle mount. Yeah. Well, the fronts the don't rear, get a lot of... Yeah, the rears are the ones that right. you have to worry about. Yeah, I think we did uh, we did a special bolt pattern and then did special cap. And the bolt pattern had like a 5-8 pole with just... And all it is is just like a big lug nut on there with a washer. Yeah. And then we hit it all to the cap. Yeah, no, that was cool. that was cool. I remember. Um, yeah. And then, I th- didn't we sponsor the In and Out Funny Car too at some level. Um, I remember being involved with that, I, and I don't know what to what to agree. Possibly, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know if they. I don't think they had our wheels on there, but no, it was cool. I remember no. being a kid going to going to the the drags and, and wa- just watching Charles Carpenter's car go just because right. my dad's company's name on it, you know? For sure. Yeah, there was a, a lot of good times back then, man, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. A lot, a lot of good times. I mean. Yeah, because like you said, it was all so new that it was just. Well, and then. You do whatever you doing. And then, and then, um, and then your dad was president of LA Roadsters for. Yeah, yeah, two for, times. Yep. For okay, so and I mean, and that's and and I'm sure that the the whole time you were out in California, I'm I mean, I probably don't even have to ask what you did on Father's Day weekend, right? We all did that, right? Oh yeah, that was always out of Pomona. I mean, I I just remember from being being a I, that's my only memories on on there, there was no question of what we were doing on Father's Day weekend as a kid. Right. Yeah, you didn't even didn't even talk about anything else no and we had that one spot there um yep. and i remember uh, my dad grabbing keith that one time and telling <laughs> keith hey grab chris and greg and greg was just a little kid he you know but he's like he yep. wanted this is he wanted him to clear out it was like the holy grail of of 32 parts you know he right. just clear everything yeah. out all these prototype uh billet parts and we all mm-hmm. split the money i forget how much, i i i must have had a 1500 bucks or a couple grand in my pocket by 10 o'clock in the morning on that Saturday at the Roadster show. Right. That's funny. And I think, <laughs> I think, I, I think I have that picture of you with your killer loops and your shirt off hanging out at that same show. Oh yeah. Send me that. I did yeah. send you that. I think it was the same, yeah. same show maybe. Yeah, probably so. I stand there with the uh, heat. Yep. You guys all look like brothers and shit, you know? Oh yeah. You know, you always have yeah, your, your, your mullets and your Oakley blades yep. and shit. 
Oh yeah. Junior was the only one that had like the preppy haircut and shit. Yeah, he was a prep when he showed up. <laughs> he was right. I think he tried the mullet for half a second. Yeah. You know, but then he got in, he got involved with the, uh, doing the. Um, I remember he he was going. This is before okay. This is before the internet. I keep repeating that, but this is like when they had dating services, and you would go right. down. You would go. You would go there, and you would fill mm-hmm. out these questionnaires, and yeah. then they would uh, <laughs> they would do a photo shoot with you, and uh-huh. they put you in these books, right? And yeah. and then you would go down there and you'd schedule time to flip through the book. And look, and look for women or, or dudes or whatever he was looking for, right? Yeah. And you just flip oh, through hell. this thing. And, and I remember I remember him showing me those pictures. I go, what in the hell are you doing? This is, it, to, I don't know. It, it was just weird for me, you know? I mean, yeah. and nowadays you just get, you have an app on your phone. Yeah. Right. It's so weird. Quick yeah. swipes. But it's I cool. Thought you said I thought you were going to say he was headed down to Beach Boulevard for the dating service. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that came up on the no, last that came, that, Yeah, my brother brought that. Gregory brought that up. Oh, man. Yeah, that was a weird. Okay, so Beach Boulevard and Stanton. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think I learned only from just, you know, I just just from seeing them. Because I'd be, I remember them, everybody making oh. a big deal about all the hookers and stuff. And I'm like, what? as a right. young kid, I'm like, what's a hooker? You know, and I'm like yeah, that lady. Right. Wa- that lady walking down the street with a short skirt on—that's a hooker. What's a hooker? Uh, she looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were plenty down there, and oh, un- yeah. unfortunately, they're back. Oh, yeah. Did they ever leave? No, they did. They did. Uh, okay. Probably, the, probably the late '90s to the early 2000s. They really cleaned that area up. But oh, okay. I don't know what's happened in the last ten years, man. That that area just that area is like this time warp. It's just it yeah. just hasn't changed. Like it really hasn't changed that much since you were here. Right. That's you know? crazy. I mean, it was just uh you know, I mean, I think Hobby City mm-hmm. and all that, like pick your part. Remember pick your part oh, yeah. right there? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I mean, talk about I mean the the infrastructure that was there of automotive stuff. In just Stanton and the city of Orange, yeah. and and back then it was crazy. Still, yeah. Orange, Orange is still pretty crazy. As far is as, it? Yeah, it's just it's a weird yeah. it's a weird thing. There's still a ton of hot rod infrastructure here in California, and this is the worst political climate to run an automotive business ever. Yeah, Illinois is a close second. Trust me. Yeah, man, and you, you, another another state that gets you know your state gets ruined by one city, you know. Yeah, we we're up here. Yeah. We get ruined by two cities, right? You know, California is just a beautiful, beautiful state, but it's oh, yeah. it's a yeah. damn mess. You know? Yeah. But so how's 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 uh, so let's talk about what what you've been doing the last what thirty years, right? Okay. But yeah, thirty years. Well, God I, damn. So yeah, because you yeah. left in '93, right? Right. Yeah, so, I've been I've been doing well. I, until 2019, I'm doing wheels for 32 years. So I left Boyd and went to Bowling Green, did motorcycle stuff there. And then '97, your dad brought me back right after he went public, and that was my uh, seven month vacation. I call it. So okay. So you came you came back in '97. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm sorry. I was partying probably too much in '97, yeah. so I f- yeah. forgot about all this yeah. shit. <laughs> so, okay, you came back, and then um, that that lasted what seven months? Yeah, seven months. Yeah, so I went back to Bowling Green, and then in 2000, got an opportunity to start Extreme Machine motorcycle wheels and accessories. Yeah, here in my hometown with a machine shop here. So May of 2000 moved back and the cool thing about it is mom and dad retired and moved back three days before i got here and it wasn't planned yeah because your your parents retired when i right around the same time i went back to work for my dad because um right i didn't work i i took some time off you know after the Mm -hmm. the whole boyd's debacle there uh from i think i think 98 to april of 2000 yeah. Uh, I wasn't, I was doing, working at the phone company of all things. Right. So, um, and then when I came back to work, it was just within a few months, we were having a going away party for your parents. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. And then did extreme machine until, uh, 2011, 11 years. And then performance machine bought it out there in California. Yeah. Because I remember you were com- you were coming out here quite a bit, yeah, quite a bit, yeah, yeah. And uh, they bought it in 2011, and I stayed on until 2019. They sold it to a private investment firm. I bought a new president in, and uh, of course, I was still here in Illinois, but I fly back and forth and still designed here and programmed and all that. And but when you're not there to toot your own horn, you become a number, and that's what happened. But, yeah. Right after Sturgis in 2019, I was let go. So. Huh. Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of consolidation in the wheel business, you know? Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, like on Wheel Pros has been buying up everybody. They bought up four They bought up yeah. four wheel parts last year, and then they just announced they just sold 29 stores to somebody in Texas. Wow. Yeah. And then Holly buying up everybody. Yeah. You know, I mean... It sucks when you get caught up in that. I was I dealt with that when I was yeah. at at, at uh, American Racing and Wheel Pros. Racing, right? Mm-hmm. But it also opens up opportunity too. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So yep. then, what? So that's 2019. What have you been doing the last four years then? Uh, I went to work over in Springfield for a company that did a lot of work for uh, Caterpillar and Komatsu. Did huge stuff. I was a process engineer, and then I ran the. Uh, Tool room and the, well, the prototype shop, tool room and the welders. I uh, got tired of driving back and forth to Springfield, which was 45 minutes one way. And then now I've been working with a company here in town called PCK Automation. Okay. And we do print, printed circuit boards for oh. a lot of people. Yeah. And we, all, and we also do injection molding. Oh, that's cool. And I'm, me and one other guy are in the tool room and we make pictures and Still draw stuff up and program it and run the CNC and run old bridge ports and well, went that, back to the beginning. So, no, that's cool, man. Are you having fun? Yeah, yeah. That's a, but you know, after thirty-two years, you don't expect to be doing something different. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But you know what, though, I mean, you got a good work ethic and, and you got the skills. Oh, yeah. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. Man. And I still do. I work on the side for people. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. And, and you know, it's 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 just 
it's a different world now, man. I mean, you know, like before, right. uh, you know, now it's like, uh, it doesn't matter where on this planet you are, you could be doing, doing what right. you're doing, which is cool. Um, yeah. It, it, and it makes it to speeds things up too, right? Because people oh, yeah. now, yep. now, now you could send, you could be working on a drawing for me. You can send me a link. Uh, I could be at yep. the beach, or I could be uh, mountain biking. I'd be whatever. I got if I got a connection, right. I pull this link up. I can move the, you know, I can move the model around on my phone, and right. I go, looks good to me. Cut it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and that's what I was doing for performance machine. Yeah, when I was working here from. Illinois. So, yeah, are they? Is Performance Machine still in, in La Palma over here? No, they're in Cerritos now. Cerritos. So they moved one city over. Yeah, they just won't. Yeah, they're like less than a mile from where they used to be. I mean, I I don't keep track of all that stuff, but oh, yeah. are they they yeah. still putting out parts? Uh, to be honest, I'm not tooting my own horn. They haven't had a new design since I left. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but you know what? And how long's wheel been? design? Four years. Yeah. Well, that's what happens, man. These people, these yeah. they, like you, like you just said. It. You know what? Um, people just look at spreadsheets and they they get caught at numbers. Yeah. You know, and they yeah. they don't really they don't know what got them to that point. They don't know the soul of the. Right. Bu- they don't know the soul of the business. And our business is just always coming up with new stuff. You know. Oh yeah. Um. I mean, uh, it's it's tough to stay on top of, but I mean, we're always coming up with new designs around here, and mm-hmm. you know, people yeah. always ask me, "Hey, when are you going to make this?" As soon as you order it, like, dude, I just, yeah. I don't have the time or resources just to produce every wheel that I think would sell, like, you know, right? It's it's just yeah. it takes time, but it's like you, you put your mu- custom wheel, yeah, you you put the money behind yeah. it, I'm going to build it for you, yeah, you right? Know? Not like you got them laying around the shop, you know. But so, oh yeah, no, it's, it's like yeah. If I had infinite, infinite supply of money and time, it had an inventory. I, I, yeah, I'd have thousands of designs done by now. But it's not that way, you know. Definitely, yep. Yeah, no, I, I enjoy what I, I enjoy what I do, and I owe. A, I mean, I owe everything uh, that I've where I'm at right now to you know my dad and just everybody right. that everybody that I learned from growing up. Oh yeah, you know, it's kind of like. Yeah. Uh, well, if it wasn't for your dad, I wouldn't have been in the wheel industry. So no, and 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 you know, like you 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 said how he called you in that one day and just said, "Hey, can you do this shit?" I just fired Alan. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, uh, and you go, yeah. the, the 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 you you said the right answer, yes. Yeah, yeah because they give me a shot. If I can't do it. We'll figure something else out. And I got to tell you, like, uh, as far as the wheel business, the only thing I haven't done is do what you do, and that's program. I haven't done that. And I haven't yeah. done I haven't done a lot of the the the, the polishing, you know, like a heavy yeah. like uh, I I can do minor stuff, but the the heavy stuff with right. these guys are laying into these uh, that shit yeah. that takes a special uh-huh. character. And yeah. spinning them, them on a broomstick. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the, they got these guys all have a contraptions. I mean, I should. I mean, if it wasn't for uh, OSHA, I'd probably do a little documentary on uh, the contraptions these guys use. They have roller right. skates. They have yeah. a, like a roller skate on on their hip, and, yep. and, and they mm-hmm. and then they got a like a broomstick with the wheel. Oh, so the user like 
top of their leg. You like gotta that. look at the, like these are like some of these horsepower on these lathes. Like they'll, they'll catch. Oh yeah. We've had uh, listen. Uh, luckily, it hasn't been a lot of people, and I don't think it was been anybody in our business. But in the industry, there's been people. Uh, anything involving a lathe. It's dangerous. Yeah, that's a absolutely, a, yeah. absolutely a dangerous machinery. Um, yeah. You know, whether yeah, you could look up pretty gnarly uh, videos about that too. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Dude, la- no, lathes are like weighed in tons, like right, like what's that? La- lathes? Yeah, they're, I mean, how no, heavy? No, is that no, like? basically, because you got something that's spinning, right? So mm-hmm. you got something that's spinning at, at, at a huge RPM, yeah. and, and the part, even the tiniest little thing, will become a projectile, like. Oh yeah, it's it's uh yeah. I saw some stuff at the wheel shop. Uh, I was involved with certain things. Like, dude, there. Th- th- remember that one uh, mill that we had at the shop? That it was a TMG, um, and it had like these air chucks on it. And yeah, the, yep. you know, the, my my. Uh, I don't want to mention any names, but certain supervisors there said, "Hey, Chris, because you have to change the the air chuck out the top part of it, right?" And it was just like yep. I don't know, it was like a one inch. You know, wrench, and he didn't tell me to unhook the air. <laughs> so I'm over here fucking twisting the thing, boop, 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 right? Yeah. It gets down to the last thread, and it fires off like a rocket, dude. This thing, <laughs> it, the wrench. Luckily, the wrench wasn't over my wrist where it, it would have broke my mm-hmm. wrist. It shot up, hit the yeah. bottom of the machine, and it shot across the shop. And I'm talking about a piece of metal that's probably what. Uh, 10, 12 inches long, about an inch, uh-huh. inch and a half in diameter, probably weighs uh-huh. about six pounds. Yeah, coming at you. Yeah. And, and it, an it shot up, hit the bottom of the machine, and shot across the shop. And people were looking at me, and I was like, hey, dude. And the guy's like, oh, you got to turn the air off. And I go, what? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, it would have been nice to know beforehand. Yeah, yeah and, then, and then remember how we used to, by hand, put the pilot hole in the back of the center so you can clock it in the machine? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. I, that was like a fixture. It was like this, I don't know, like a center bore size, so say three inch. Yeah. And then it, mm-hmm. it was like this fixture. Well, what happened was you do this on this drill press, so you're doing it manually. Well, mm-hmm. the drill press, it got caught on that fixture, and this thing is so it's it's offset weighted, right? So it's spinning, spinning, spinning. I couldn't figure out where the – I couldn't get to the off in time, and it launched. And luckily, yeah. it didn't come out my stomach. It launched to the yeah. side of me. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a few. There's a few instances, dude. Didn't we have? I think on on that night shift, we had one of those air chucks go through the ceiling. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's yeah. it's. I think so. It's scary, dude. That's it's scary stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the polishing stuff. It's just so. Yeah, I mean I went the long way around. I yeah. said the only thing, the only two things I haven't really done if, are, uh, um, is programming, pro- programming, and and uh, and polishing. So, and I got a lot of respect for both because. Oh yeah, that's a, one, and they both take a lot of knowledge. I mean, you know, it one of them. It takes no, because because I got to yeah. tell you, right, like right now, you you have the wrong guys programming and the wrong guys setting up your machine. You're gonna hurt somebody, dude. Right? Oh yeah. You're gonna. Yeah. At a minimum, you're gonna cost thousands of dollars in damage. Right. Right. That's, that's never fun. Yeah, I don't know, man. But we had some good times, Rod. I mean, it was. Uh, oh yeah, dude, that's some of the best times of my life. I mean, dude, it, it 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 really was. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I try I try to, you know, I don't know. I I, I try to enjoy every day, but it's uh, 
Oh, yeah. There was some yeah. fun yeah. stuff back then, man, especially when you look back and oh, yeah. dealing with, like, Van Halen and all that shit. And every, oh, oh, this yeah. is like ZZ Top, and, you know, we were all yeah. into the, that music. You're like, I mean, Boyd's Wheels was the epicenter of cool. Hot Rod oh, Guy yeah. Boyd and Boyd's Wheels was the epicenter of cool. Yeah. It was sure. the. It was just. It was all. It was ground zero. It man. like peaked at the same time. It was like a, a. Yeah, it was just ground zero, man. I mean, you know. Right. It just and then you got the you throw it. It's like this big pot of stew, man. It's just. It's got. I don't know if this is the right analogy, but I'm going for it. Uh, you it know, you, you got you got sport trucks they're throwing in. That's all popular. Yeah, you know, yeah, hot rods yeah. are popular. The music guys. Got, what's that? Astro vans, Astro vans, yeah. every I mean, just and then remember, I just saw a picture in one of these. Uh, I'm going to post it too. Shaquille O'Neal when he played for the Magic his first year, yeah. he was oh, yeah. out. He was out yeah. in L.A. playing. They were playing the Lakers, and he wanted a tour of the shop. The guy, he he called to yeah. get a tour of the shop, and I remember because he wanted to come in on a Saturday when it was mellow, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but a lot of people at the shop got word of it, you know. But and cool. we were all there, yeah. Oh. That was cool, man. For sure. But, you know, uh, I definitely, you know, and that's one thing I touched on in the the podcast with my mom and my brother um, is it was a lot of key people involved with making it awesome, you know? Um, My my dad, without without people like you and and your mom and dad and, you know, a, a bunch of other people, the, the, it, oh, yeah. he would just be he would have just been a guy with with vision and a dream and you guys re- really right. helped helped see that through and being a part of it man it was cool yeah yeah it was a blessing dude seriously i mean and one thing that a lot of people don't understand about your dad is i've worked for you know quite a few people now but your dad was the most giving boss i've ever had in my life oh yeah no d- definitely man i mean you know um, and he does kind of uh, praise and he should so. yeah and and you know what i gotta tell you we, we've touched on this so many times it, it, you know uh my dad was running a business and not, not everything goes smoothly not everybody agrees on everything but you know a lot of people with opinions of them negative opinions you know you confront yeah. these people and they go well i never really met the guy yeah. but you know right. uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah then shut the hell up <laughs> you know because no, you because you know what uh I knew a lot of stuff that went on, but I didn't even know a fraction of it. And well, after right. my dad passed away, people would be, come up to me and say, "You know what, Chris? I got to tell you this story. I've I kept it a secret, and it was just some story about when my dad was just so generous or yeah. d- did something. Yeah. He just you know did something out of nowhere, yeah. you know, just for the yeah. just for people. And um, yeah. and you know what though? But he, you know, he he loved your your parents and. Uh, and because yeah. you know what i mean dude i gotta tell you man uh there there's there's not a lot of women out there like your mom and my mom you know no, not at all no. no i mean they were just soldiers dude soldiers like i yeah. mean just okay ball yeah. bus ball busters uh, ball busters <laughs> I'll, I'll give you that right yeah. i mean trust me your your yeah. mom your mom okay. didn't your your mom and my mom your mom treated me yeah. like my mom did and i I right. pre- I appreciate yep. that. Your your mom would be up my ass, just like my mom yep. was. And but that's yep. that's how that's how that company ran so well. Yeah. You know. Right. Right. Because Boyd had people in place that oh dude loved it so much that it was there. And you know did, what I mean? dude, Street Rod Nationals, which is going on this weekend. 
I got to yeah. tell you, your parents, even in their retirement, right? Even when they moved back, they yeah. were still helping out. Yeah. And oh, that, yeah. that was, pros. dude, that's a lot of work, dude. Thursday through oh, Sunday. Yeah. And we were, Ooh, my hell. dad was like, I'm going to saturate the market with the wheels. I'm going to give back to the, I'm going to give back to the hot rodding community. Right. And trust me, right. I'm just telling everybody right now. We didn't make a ton of money on all those wheels we sold from 2000, you know, from 99 to 2003. We didn't make a ton of money on those things. But my dad was like, no, these are the people that helped me get on the map and I'm going to give back to them. And my dad would just sell just wheels, you know, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good times. Well, Rod, we're going to, we're going to wrap this thing up, man. Thank you very much for, for taking the time to talk to us. Oh man. Seriously. It's it's good. Uh, and you know what? Hey, we're, we're, we're gonna hey, go ahead. We're gonna get your mom on. We haven't got your mom on. <laughs> well, well, see, oh. see, but to segue with that is what I was gonna say before is some of our guests that come on here, they start getting their memory jogged after they get off the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You're, you're gonna be like, yeah, you know, just like we always bring up Keith, but Keith's like, I should have said this. I should have said that. It's like, right. yeah, why didn't you? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so talk to your mom and like, what? you know, like jog the memories. Yeah, um, yeah. We we'd love to hear some rad stories. Oh yeah, mom would enjoy it definitely yeah man it's, hey uh, one quick story i just remember about your mom yeah chris when i was at the wheel shop after alan left yeah i had to call mom to get new end mills <laughs> and she would say uh we just bought those two weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> yes oh that happens we're still here <laughs> yeah they, these things break you know yeah oh yeah yeah no well but hey they, they were you know my my mom and your mom <laughs> We're, yep. we're we're like the, the 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 gatekeepers at you know and the, and, and, and and they were the they they were the oh you got to go through Melba yeah. uh, you got to go through right. Diane and like people and you know what if it was legit you went through them if 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 you right. knew if you knew you were half full of shit you would go nope that's okay I'm all right yeah. <laughs> right yep. uh, nah man good t- sure. good times man I mean uh, yeah it's cool. you know it's 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 like I said it's people like your you and your family. Uh, kind of kind of just shaped how I, how i grew up in the business too yeah. you know yeah. i mean i would like to think that uh this uh makes sense because of uh podcast with uh, your mom and uh, greg that we just uh, had yeah it's all about the support yeah. system and you oh, for sure had this rad like nucleus of like the boyd alumni but like boyd that, oh. that, that turned into family. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and and you know what? Uh, you know, like we've touched on in the last ep- last podcast, my mom, my dad surrounded himself with really good people. Uh, but there were times, yeah. there were times, he had the wrong people around him. Uh, right. And, and and you know, um, I've learned from that. Right. I've learned mm-hmm. to keep my group small. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, because people tell me all the time, "Oh man, you should be doing this." And this. no, I already did that. I did that with my dad when he had four hundred employees. Like. That wasn't right. me. That was right. him. Uh, but I saw the results of and what that took to get oh. to that level, right? And right. it's like yeah. that, the, 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 there's a balance, man. There's a balance. Yeah. And, and oh, I, I like to do yeah. – like to enjoy my life. I like to just, you know, enjoy my uh-huh. – I like to work hard when I'm here, and I like to enjoy my, my time outside of here. Yeah. But, but Rod, sure. I keep For it up, sure. man. And, yeah, talk to your mom and uh, tell her I said oh. hi. Oh. And, yeah. We're gonna be we're gonna be doing yeah. more podcasts because we're doing thirty one days of cool. Boyd and we're gonna be we're we're hitting the gas yeah yeah and I, be, I believe Very. this is a podcast sixty eight sixty eight so if you want to listen oh, to wow. uh, 
Rod's father, Dick Brodkin, yep. that would be episode 15. So 15. way okay. back in the day. Or, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, well, right on, man. Uh, th- thanks for taking okay. the time, Rod. And then, yeah, you know what? Send us uh, some of the stuff we touched on. Send me, send me some pictures because uh, we'll, we'll post it when we uh, share your episode. Yeah, I was. I sent you your pictures while we were talking. Oh, so, okay. I have it. Well, so, I was a good boy, yeah. and I wasn't just. I wasn't looking at my phone except for that Charles Carpenter <laughs> picture there. <laughs> cool. And you know what? The picture, the wheels are on backwards. They so are on. Good. See, they are on backwards. <laughs> see, you were right. I knew it. <laughs> right. That that whoever yeah. whoever was on the pit crew of that guy's deal yeah, right. fired. Should have yeah. fired that guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. look at that. There, there it is. Oh yeah, we got some good ones. Here. Oh no no no, we got good ones here. Yeah. <laughs> all right dude hey, Steve. Right. Man. hey rod again thank you for being a guest on the hrbv podcast we love telling these stories we love uh yeah. revisiting memory lane i know it means a lot to chris and uh, i think the listeners get a lot out of uh you know uh going back on old times so thank yeah, you man. very cool yeah yeah, one day this will live in infamy when we're long gone. Like all our kids will listen to this, and they'll still be like, "Oh, hopefully we're, you know, hopefully they're still hot riders, you know?" Right. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. And they're and they're not electric. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a conversation for a different day, but. Hey, well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, hold on a second. I don't, oh, no, 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 no. As I, long I, as I, as long as I they can sell them some wheels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. EV or uh, yeah. gas power don't matter. You know? No. Nope. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Chris, well, thank you, buddy. All right, I'll talk to you, man. Have a good uh, one. All right. Well, okay, talk gonna... to you guys. Soon. Yeah, go ahead. What's... Go ahead, Rod. No, I just said I'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, That's thank, it. You. thank you, my friend. So we're going to sign out here from the HRBB headquarters in Orange. Again, we are part. this is part of the 31 Days of Boyd social media campaign. So please follow us. Give us any feedback. If you got any questions, you want to tell a story, maybe we'll have you on the podcast. But for... Here right now, we are signing out. This is Steve Guerrero and Chris Coddington, and we are done for tonight. Thank you guys for listening. See ya. We'll talk to you next time.